Heterodorks. Heterodox dorks. Spelled with an X. Hey, Turfs and Trannies. This is Nina Paley, and you're listening to Heterodorks. And I'm Corinna Cohn. My pronouns are she, her, they, their, he, him, and anything else. And you can call me Tina. No, Tina, no. Don't you know that children as young as three know what their gender identity truly is? If they don't express their gender identity, they'll kill themselves. Doctors have shown this. 100% of the time. (laughs) Yeah, this is what happens when you use the app Clubhouse, which Corinna and I have been doing recently. You get into all sorts of interesting conversations with people that have all sorts of different perspectives. Yes, uh, um, you learn just how mainstream certain perspectives actually are when you hear them said by more and more people. It wasn't strange at all when four people entered the room within a period of about five minutes and all had the same opinion. Yeah, Uh, so this is confirming my goal of being a hermit witch. A hermit witch what? (laughs) A hermit witch. Which lives in the woods. That makes sense. <laughs> or a, a witch hermit. Witch hermit. Right. Okay. So uh, I have a thing to talk about, which is anger. This week, I experienced anger from some online bullshit and had to manage my anger. Do you want to talk about specifically what online bullshit triggered your anger? Well, I guess I can talk about it now. So there's this podcast that you and I really like called Blocked and Reported with Katie Herzog and Jesse Singal. And, you know, they're not us, so therefore they're not perfect, but they're entertaining and have good chemistry as they talk and talk about things that interest us a lot of the time. They also very frequently refer to very abusive men as women over and over again. So that is an aspect of the podcast that has always had me gritting my teeth. But I let it go because it has, you know, other redeeming qualities. Last week... While I was in the throes of a post-Moderna vaccine fever, Jesse Singal tweeted, this is such online bullshit. Why should I care what somebody tweets? Why do I care about this? This is one of the reasons I do want to talk about this anger because even while I was in the throes of it, I was like, why? Like, I don't want to spend my precious emotional energy on this stuff. Like, why do I care? These are people I don't know. And I mean, yes, it affected a person I do know. But even then, I was like, this is the internet. You know, people are jerks on the internet, including people who I otherwise like and respect. So why am I so angry? Is it possible that you maybe had a little idolization of Jesse and Katie and it made you mad or made you sad that your perception of them was crashed by the reality of them? I don't think so, because I didn't, like I said before, I've always cringed at aspects of their podcast, right? Like I've always known 
that they were dishonest in certain ways and pandering in certain ways, not other certain ways. So I don't think it's that. I, you know, what it really, okay, so to get to the news, Jesse tweeted some very unkind things about someone we know, Graham Linehan. And uh, Graham is also, you know, not a perfect person. Nobody is perfect in this world. Except for us. Except for, no, even we, even we are not. As I just said, because I got angry at totally, you know, at stuff that I shouldn't get angry about, right? Like it took me a whole week to process somebody else's internet bullshit. That's pretty far from perfect, I would say. Except that two minutes ago, you acknowledged that we were perfect. So I... Oh, shoot. Now I'm yeah. now my own honesty is being challenged. And this is a theme of the week, too, is honesty, which I which I think is a core value of mine, not just because I like the idea of honesty, but because having honesty as a core value causes a lot of problems in one's life. I'm not saying honesty is the best core value to have. But for some reason, I am stuck with it and the problems that come with it. So I felt that I could say some things about honesty to someone who was not being particularly honest in my opinion. But anyway, Jesse said some pretty nasty things and and fairly unfounded things, although, you know, opinions don't need to be founded, right? About Graham Linehan, who's another brave soldier in the gender culture war. I was upset by this, not because I don't think Jesse is entitled to a negative opinion of Graham Linehan, but because everyone had been defending Jesse from a kind of attack, I guess, where people were trying to get him booted off of Substack, which is a platform that Jesse writes on, and it's a platform that Graham Linehan writes on. So many people, including people I know, who are not super fans of Jesse, who have, you know, some issues with Jesse, they all defended Jesse. They did not use this time to talk about what they didn't like about Jesse or various ways Jesse was full of shit. They chose this time to defend Jesse and to defend principles of free speech and to try to reduce the pressure on a platform like Substack to boot writers off of it. So this seemed to have worked for Jesse pretty well. And it looked like people were no longer campaigning to get him booted off Substack. And he chose that moment to accuse Graham Linehan, another writer on Substack, of being cruel and... I don't remember the exact words he used, that it was like kicking defenseless people, something like that, like harming defenseless people. Mm-hmm. And that made me so mad. So that's what made me mad. Are you still mad? No, I'm not still mad. And that's why I'm willing to talk about it. So when I get mad like that, because I'm 52 years old and have gotten in a lot of trouble in my life, I take that kind of hormone flush anger as a alarm or a red flag that that is the time to not start yelling at people on the internet. That is in fact the worst time 
to go venting on the internet is when you're full of anger hormones. So the first thing I did was not go on the internet <laughs> or not try to discuss it on the internet. I think the first thing I did actually was I texted you. You did. I wasn't sure how to respond. When somebody says, hey, I'm really angry about this thing, I don't know if you're supposed to be like, I validate your anger. Or if I should be like, well, let's talk about why you're angry and see if that's reasonable. What, what I did, I think, was looked at my phone, saw the messages come in and went, oh my God, strategize, strategize. What am I going to say? <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I wasn't sure because if I'm going to be perfectly honest, I didn't get angry about it. I like Graham. I like Jesse and I like Katie. And I'm going to say something uh, very positive about Jesse right now. His brother's cute. Anyway, I saw kind of where they were coming from. And I think that Graham exercises some, some bad tactics sometimes. I don't know that I would use the word cruel, but I don't think that it was unwarranted to describe some of the things that he has done as cruel. I didn't see that aspect that you're talking about of people were defending Jesse, and then Jesse used that opportunity after being uh, shielded from attacks to say, okay, now I can go kick somebody else. I know you see it that way, and I'm not sure that I do. I'm not assigning that motive to Jesse, but the timing, it was the timing of it that just infuriated me. And and in terms of our texting, uh, you you didn't join me in a rage fest. You, you wrote back and you said, well, all I saw was this thing that he tweeted. You know, it was just two tweets and they obviously didn't outrage you. And then I, you know, texted you furiously saying why they were outraging me. You did a live texting of the podcast, actually. <laughs> if only I could go back to it. But really, uh, this sort of stuff should be private. When one is actually on fire with the rage of the heat of a thousand suns, uh, that is just something that one maybe shouldn't do in public. Because you never know, you know, like when you're in, it's like, I know that when I have anger feelings, I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily in control. And I could say things that could be really damaging. And I could also say things that aren't true, as many people do when they're angry or emotional in some ways, right? Like emotions, they're, they're all valid, right? I didn't need you to validate my emotions because I validate my own emotions because they're just emotions and nobody needs to actually validate them. They override reason you know they'll override openness to evidence and uh they you know i just i don't want to go on the public record when i'm not thinking clearly i already it's not like i ever think with perfect clarity but that's a time when i know i'm going to be about as far from clarity as i can be do you have that sort of fight or flight response that starts to make your body shake when you get angry oh for sure for sure and I also was dealing with this Moderna vaccine second shot, which was really rough on me. I had a really high fever. I don't think I've had a fever that high for years. And I had a headache and a whole body ache and like my gums ached and my teeth ached and everything hurt. Wow. Yeah. 
So I was aware that that was affecting my emotional state as well, because not only, you know, does one get like extra crabby and extra touchy and extra inflamed when one has a high fever, but also my usual way of managing strong emotions I couldn't do. And my usual way of managing them is to take long bike rides. So I went four days without any long bike rides. Are you all caught up on your bike riding now? Just about, yeah. I caught up on Monday. I went on a 60-mile ride and a two-mile hike, and I felt a lot better. But I did something that I have never done before, which is I argued on Twitter. Everybody argues on Twitter, except for me, because I deleted my account so that I wouldn't argue on Twitter. Well, I have not used my Twitter account to get into real arguments before. I've just, you know looked at things and read things and I post about my own art, my own projects. Ah, uh, so you've, you finally broken your account in then. <laughs> yes, I've broken my account. Now, I am glad that I did it. I am also glad that I didn't do it right away. And I finally wrote these responses to something Katie Herzog tweeted. And by the way, it seems unfair that Katie is taking the heat for stuff that Jesse did. I was addressing Katie because I was so furious at Jesse that I was, I actually stopped following him <laughs> on Twitter. I couldn't stand it. Um, but it was like, you know, oh, he's beneath my contempt, you know, this silliness. I mean, I've always liked Katie more and respected her more. And unfortunately, a consequence of this is that she's the one that I chose to argue at rather than Jesse, who had me much more pissed off. At the same time, though, I did put a great deal of thought into what I said, how I said it. I slept on it. There's always sleeping on stuff like this. So I wrote it. Granted, I wrote it late at night because I couldn't sleep and I just kept, you know, tossing and turning and churning and growling and stuff. And so I wrote it out at night. I got up and I typed it out. Uh, but I was not going to tweet it because even on a good day, like another boundary that I have, which I try not to break, is don't go posting on social media after 10 p.m., even if you think you're okay, don't do that. That's when most people get into trouble. So I wrote the stuff and then I didn't post it. Instead, I emailed it to you. <laughs> See, this is why it's good to have friends. That's right. I don't remember what I said. You said, that seems fair. It seemed fair. Fair. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's about enough. I'm not totally deranged. But I still waited until the next morning to actually post it because I wanted to sleep on it. Oh, right. And because we were both up. That's right. We were texting again. We were both up because there was some other clubhouse thing happening, right? I don't... There was. Yeah. Speaking of getting angry on social media, something that happened this afternoon before our show started or this recording started is that I was in the clubhouse room that I'm normally in. It's called Unfettered. 
and the person who banned me from the LGBTQIAA plus and allies room the other night showed up and my pulse started racing and I got the little shaky thing going on and I was a mod and I saw him down there in the in the waiting area. He wasn't a speaker and you know what I did? What? I invited him up on the stage and I said, hey, you kicked me out of a room the other night. Why don't you come up here and we'll talk about it? And how'd it go? He slunk off like the coward that he is. Oh, interesting. Did he go up on the stage at all? No, he didn't. He was following one of his friends who was who was speaking on the stage. Interesting. Man, the high road's a good road. I still got angry, though. I- even the speech that I was using, I was like, hey, the person who just kicked me out of the room. I, like, I stopped the conversation that was going on. The person who kicked me out of the room the other night. The man who kicked me out of the space where I should have been welcome the other night just showed up in the room. I'd like to invite him up on the stage so that we could talk about it. Daniel, I've extended you an invitation to come up on the stage. Let's talk about you booting me out of the LGBTQIA plus plus S plus allies room. Wow. I didn't have my catharsis. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, these, you know, these emotions triggered by our internet encounters like they go into our real bodies, right? Like the internet's all virtual, but you know, my headache was real. From the vaccine? No, it, I believe it, con- well, actually there's no way I'll know for sure, right? But it, it the headache continued for, it, the headache only went away yesterday. It's like I was hunching over and sort of t- twisting myself in knots. What if the vaccine has inoculated you from Jesse Single? Uh, I don't think that's actually necessary. I'm not mad at Jesse anymore. I had to process all of this. What if your body is producing a inflammatory reaction whenever you hear him speak? <laughs> well, I, I guess I'll have to. Uh, I guess I'll have to hear him speak in order to test that. But anyway, back to my <laughs> fascinating and thrilling adventure in anger at online bullshit, Katie tweeted something it looked like she was tweeting kind of a lot complaining about the criticism that they were getting on the podcast oh right because it wasn't just jesse's tweet it was then they proceeded to have a podcast where they talked about graham linehan and uh the podcast was much worse than just making that awful tweet and then ignoring it like they're trying to deal with it came off quite a bit worse than not trying to deal with it. Katie did, quite honestly, include a criticism of Graham that I agree with, which is that he should get offline because, uh, you know, this these issues have really taken over his life. Quite a while before this, I had thought that, I had thought that about Graham and had thought, Uh, I would rather that he had, like, a stable, happy, personal life than fought this fight. And he's already done plenty, and he doesn't have to keep doing it. And I really appreciate everything that he's done. I don't feel like anybody should, you know, should have lost this much. And, like, the more he loses, the more into it he goes. So just as one human being to another... It would, you know, I would like that. At the same time, 
he's an adult and he makes his own choices and he walks his own path. And as long as he is walking the path that he's on, I do appreciate the contributions that he makes. Katie was on Twitter saying, wow, we're getting so much criticism for the show, but I stand by what I said about Graham that he should get offline. And that's our commitment to honesty to our listeners. So she was implying that the criticism was because she thought Graham should get offline, which was really disingenuous. And then also I thought they have never made a commitment to honesty to their listeners. And you can tell that by listening to any of their, almost any of their shows, because they refer to men as women regularly over and over again. Whenever the actual topic of pronouns comes up, they say that people who don't do that are, quote, assholes. And that uh, referring to Amy Chaloner. This was like so hard for me to hear their podcast where they're saying unfounded things about Graham because it wasn't just it wasn't just Katie saying that she thought Graham would benefit from going offline. It was a lot of other stuff and a lot of it was really unfounded and sloppy, sloppy journalism, as people have pointed out. But first I hear all of that. And then they start talking about Amy Chaloner saying Amy Chaloner is a woman who she this and that her she her woman she her woman woman she her yeah that that angered me also because it's not honest it's just not honest and it's honesty is called for like the the dishonesty of coerced pronouns it's a pervasive and maybe to some people subtle problem, but I don't think you can keep using coerced pronouns without having some logic problems or honesty problems. Like I think I think it's a very corrupting thing, and I think I have seen this corrupting influence on Katie. But what I tweeted was about honesty and that no. Blockchain reported is not a paragon of honesty and we know that and that's okay, but don't be claiming honesty as a core value right now because that is clearly not a value that you hold. Did Katie or Jesse reply to your thread? No, and I never expected a reply. This was a st- like just a public statement I wanted to make about honesty. How was it received? Uh, very well, as far as I can tell. It was very popular. And this is another problem with getting into stuff on Twitter is you get likes and I can totally imagine somebody like if their early arguing on Twitter experience results in this, they're just going to want to do it more and more, right? You just get positive feedback for you know, like getting in what's almost a playground fight. I tried really hard to make it not a playground fight, right? Like I I knew what I wanted to express and I knew I was going to express something that Katie wasn't going to like. I was going to express a criticism, one that wasn't just for Katie, but it was like, here is a criticism that is in this public forum that I want people in this public forum to see. And, and think about, I want to contribute to this conversation, but it involves a very direct criticism of Katie's statement about honesty. I don't hate Katie, you know, I'm angry right now, but it's not like I want her to suffer. 
it's not like I want to have like a huge war. And as somebody who has been canceled, I am highly attuned to the siren song of the mob. Oh. Right? I too. <laughs> Cancel people, Nina, come on. <laughs> yeah, so the I had to tie myself to the mast of the metaphorical ship so I would not throw myself into the waters <laughs> to try to reach the siren. Uh, mobs are just incredibly attractive. And when you're super angry, you you want them to form and you want to join them and you're, you know, you want to feel blood in your teeth and stuff. But there's sometimes there's just no nice way to criticize somebody. But there are worse ways to criticize somebody, right? Like, and I keep thinking about this acronym, think, like think before you speak. It's uh, it stands for truthful, helpful, important, necessary, and kind. Like, am I going to say something truthful, important, uh, truthful, helpful, important, necessary, and kind? And it's like, well, some of those. I mean, <laughs> the truthful part, that's what I'm concerned with. That's what I got so angry about was the assertion of honesty. I think I know about honesty. I know that I value honesty over agreeableness so that on issues where the two come in conflict, which I think pronouns is a great example of it, I fall on the honesty side. And I am not saying this is the best way to be or the only way to be. I am only saying that I think I'm qualified to say some things about honesty from some, to someone who is not being honest. Which, by the way, makes me want to talk about pronouns again. Everyone is faced with this right now. What to do about coerced pronouns. I'm calling them coerced pronouns now rather than preferred pronouns or correct pronouns they're coerced pronouns. And what do you do about this? And man, even if you're going to use the coerced pronouns, you don't have to keep referring to someone like Amy Challoner as a woman. When I listened to that podcast. I, I like missed the one time they said trans woman, or I'd like listened to it before I had taken a break. And then I came back after I took the break and I didn't hear trans woman once. I just heard woman, 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 as has happened on previous podcasts where they've talked about some pretty psycho people. All right, you're rolling your eyes. What? No, no, you you must have caught the 20 times that they used the word pedophile in relation to Amy Chalinor. Amy Chalinor's father. In relation to the story about Amy Chalinor. Yes, but they they were bending over backwards to they would, uh, and I I would never say that Amy Chalinor is a pedophile. I would never say that Amy Chalinor is a pedophile. Nor would I ever say that Amy Chalinor is a pedophile. I would not do that. I wouldn't either. Yeah. It's well established. Yeah. But they did bend over pretty far backwards to protect the reputation of Amy Chalinor, depicting her as a woman. Who? A woman who did not Wait. choose. Whoa, 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 whoa. I said her. Shit. Y'all check out this dishonest woman right here. 
who's going around calling a transgender person, a male, her. Get a load of this. They're crazy making. The pronoun thing is crazy making. Because I'm trying to talk about Katie and Jesse referring to, and they referred to him as her, and it's just totally crazy making. We should stop doing it. It's crazy making on purpose. Anyway, they bent over backwards to protect Chaloner from these accusations to say, this woman, that Amy Chaloner is a woman who didn't choose her own father. And maybe she chose her fiance, and I'm saying her, like, you know, go through right, no. the extra low. Yeah. I, I see it. She didn't choose, well, she did choose her fiance, but it's not like her fiance writing pedophile porn is Amy Chaloner's responsibility. So they used, they treated Amy Chaloner much more gently than they treated Graham Linehan. <laughs> much. They, they did. I think there's a good reason for that, though. Uh, I think yeah. I, I think that when you respect somebody and you want them to improve somehow, you speak more honestly and frankly about it, about them. Ah, so pronouns are a sign of disrespect. Not a sign of disrespect, but a, a sign that they're not taking the subject matter as seriously. Yeah, I disagree with that. Uh, and I also have some issues with this oft-repeated line that pronouns, coerced pronouns, are a sign of courtesy. They're a courtesy. They're a sign of respect. They're a sign of decency. I believe that there are many other ways to show courtesy and respect to people. And that no person worthy of respect demands the sacrifice of honesty from somebody else in order to consider them a decent person. Having come from the trans community and been booted out of it, still have the marks on my ass. One thing that is definitely true is that people are touchy about their pronouns and are insecure about being referred to as genders that they do not identify as. I think that there is a reasonable argument to say that if you are going to engage with somebody who is trans and that you want to do so without making their pronouns the article of discussion, putting aside your reluctance to, or, or, or setting aside your honesty, let's just put it that way, muting your honesty for the purpose of getting through that conversation is a reasonable approach. If you're talking to them directly or if you're talking about them ever? Yes. If you're talking to them directly. If you're talking to them directly, then you can get through that conversation without ever using third-person pronouns. That is a good strategy. Yes. For discussing someone like Amy Chaloner, who I would never say is a pedophile. <laughs> but these podcasts are not like talking directly to Amy Challoner. They were talking about Amy Challoner without Amy Challoner there. So you can do that. They were also getting his name wrong. That was kind of funny. Jesse is supposed to be this great reporter and he can't even pronounce somebody's name. I'm frustrated. And the, the thing is that in this particular episode, Katie and Jesse were very performatively 
using coerced pronouns very performatively like we are modeling how it is done because we are not assholes unlike Graham and so Amy Chaloner gets the kid glove treatment and gets referred to as a woman which I should say is very confusing as a listener it's it's confusing and teeth gritting it's cringy in most cases I know what's going on and I know that they're lying and I know that they know that they're lying but I'm still trying to get into the rhythm of listening I'm not just talking I'm not talking about this last podcast but all of their previous podcasts I'm trying to just get in the groove and you know have some information transmitted and to just relax and listen I have to hear these stories about men abusive men referred to as women and and it's confusing and it the amount of vigilance that it requires to listen to so-called journalism presented that way it's like a huge ask of the listener I don't want to have my guard up all the time when I'm listening to something I want to actually trust the person that's speaking to be telling the truth I can't do that and you know obviously this is the case with most media now right that most media is lying uh, this is really terrible for journalism and I'm really sick of this idea that it's kind or polite or courteous you know you you need to be kind to more than just this you know tiny angry little demographic that has a whole lot of power and will cancel you if you don't perform submission to them I feel like journalists have a certain obligation to their listeners and to society at large and we know what a failure of journalism this has been you know that the new york times is a disaster and the you know all mainstream journalism is a is a disaster and people think it's it's just a little thing it's just a tiny little sacrifice and everybody knows i mean even i don't know right like even i vigilant as i am i can't I can't sustain this level of vigilance all the time. I don't want to. I want to trust journalists. I want to trust society. And I can't. Because the medium is filled with lies? Yeah, I mean, this pronoun thing is, people think it's so small, but it's really big. It's just so pervasive. From the things that I care about, Nina, to me, the pronouns are small compared to the extremely lax protocols for transitioning children, compared to the threats against women's rights, compared to the deliberate attempt to conflate sex and gender identity. Compared to all those things, I consider pronouns pretty low on the list of my concerns. But they're related to all of your concerns. Right. When you say the threat to women's rights, I'm thinking like the way Blocked and Reported covers Amy Challoner, then you're talking about Amy Challoner's rights because they refer to Amy Challoner as a woman. At some point, there was a breakdown in the truce between trans people and women. That stability is gone. So I see where you're coming from. The more that you draw attention to trans people, and you do say her, 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 she, 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 woman, 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 female about somebody who is biologically male. 
it does start to change how you think about things. So I can see where you're coming from. It's like rewiring your brain, taking advantage of that plasticity to pursue the agenda of conflating sex and gender or really erasing biological sex. That is well put, yes. And clearly, I'm willing to be regarded as a bitch because I know that this isn't agreeable. I do, though, think that there are other ways I can show respect. I mean, all of the trans people that I do respect seem willing to accept my respect in the ways that I offer it. That's true. You did help me find a bicycle. That was a big one. <laughs> I was just manipulating you. Really, I, I want you to die. On a bicycle? Yeah, I was hoping you'd get hit by a truck or something. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. this is not funny. No, no. I, I was uh, reading something from the trans support group the other day that 41% of trans people end up getting hit by cars. So, Yeah, watch out, watch out for those <laughs> turfs. We get you hooked on the bicycles. The turfs that are, that are driving the Subarus, you know what I mean. Uh, I'm not that kind of turf. I'm a bicycle evangelist turf. I'm actually a car exclusionary radical cyclist, a surf. Car exclusionary, a Kirk, Cirque? Oh, right. Sorry. That's right. I'm not a bicyclist. I'm a cyclist. Yeah, you're right. Kirk, like Captain Kirk. No, curse. I'm a curse. <laughs> I would never say that. I would never say that Nina Paley is a curse. <laughs> I would never say Nina Paley is a curse. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't ever say that. <laughs> never. <laughs> okay, right. So kindness versus honesty. Yeah, okay. I think I've covered everything I wanted to cover. I just wanted to hear your point of view today, so I don't have anything to cover. What? I understand that we are going to have a couple of guests in April. Yippee! Well, I know we're going to talk to Miranda Yardley, which is super exciting for me. I just watched Miranda on Graham Linehan's video podcast this morning, and I was like, I am so happy to see Miranda. We'll have Miranda. We will have a friend of mine named Jason Graham, who I spoke to him this week about two topics about woke stuff and about the importance of copyright in developing his career. Oh boy. So I thought, gosh, Nina's going to be so happy to have this conversation. Sure. Well, you know, I'm secure in my identity. And you are going to work on getting our third guest to agree to come on when you see her Friday. Oh yes. The trans widow. The trans widow. Mystery trans widow. So that is three upcoming podcast episodes that you should anticipate listening to. They'll be awesome. <laughs>